I think it's fair to say most people consider foreplay as what should happen before penetrative sex occurs. Some swear by it, others are confused by it. Some are unsure what makes for good foreplay, whilst others believe they're amazing at it. It truly is a mixed bag, and that's okay. Foreplay should be fun and satisfying. It definitely shouldn't feel forced or routine, but it should be relaxed and enjoyable. Over the next 15 minutes or so, I'm going to talk about foreplay and introduce outer play as an alternative term. I'll be throwing in a few useful facts and pointers too. Please note, there may be the odd square here and there, so listener discretion is necessary. I recently did a poll on Instagram asking what do people prefer for the most part, foreplay or intercourse? And unsurprisingly, the majority ruled in favour of foreplay. 67% to be precise. I did add a little side note stating that the answer is based on what people prefer mostly because what we enjoy does tend to change from time to time, like depending on our moods and that kind of thing. The results were expected. By definition, the term Foreplay is probably most known as the sexual acts and interactions that take place before any kind of penetrative sex. That's how most people kind of see it and understand it. Foreplay can also be the mental build-up before a sexual encounter. Foreplay is not just about our bodies, it's about the mental stimulation too. Stimulating other senses like smell with candles, maybe some flowers, it's another pathway towards arousal. Food too. Food can act as foreplay too. Like, I'm a foodie. Food can definitely act as foreplay. You know, you can feed your partner things like a little bit of chocolate, a bit of chilli, you know, well-known aphrodisiacs. Or you can even incorporate foodstuffs into the touching and the playing, you know, like cream. Everybody knows about the whipped cream flex. Come on, we've been doing that forever. Whipped cream is standard. Anything that arouses you can be regarded as foreplay and it doesn't have to involve touch. It can be whatever creates a build-up of sexual tension between you and the person or persons that you are engaging with. For example, dirty talk. That can be a form of foreplay. That can turn you on. It can build up sexual tension. He's probably got a hard-on. You're probably getting a little bit wet, you know. It's arousal. Foreplay is enjoyed by all, but I want to go as far as to say it's essential for women. Kind of. It's important for women to have successful foreplay because it generally takes women longer than men to reach the point of arousal, which can result in orgasm. Let me just add at this point, this is not a blanket rule. It's just more of a generalisation. It's something like 30% of women are unable to achieve orgasm through intercourse alone. So the other bits, the foreplay, the playing around, the touching, that's crucial. I've spoken about this before. The last episode we spoke about clits and the importance of the clitoris. That kind of ties into the importance of foreplay. Because when you're playing with the clit and you're arousing and stimulating the clit, the results are amazing. Go and check that episode if you haven't already listened. Some women aren't even that fond of foreplay, to be honest. And equally, some men love foreplay. Like, there's no rules to this. Only consent. That's the only rule, really. Provided there is consent, you're good to go. 
I think when we consider the kind of obvious basics when it comes to arousal, we can understand why good foreplay makes for amazing orgasms. For example, a man only has to think of sex or a sexy ass situation and he's semi-erect. But for most women, again, note the wording most, thinking about and wanting sex is not enough. Sure, if it's naughty thoughts about someone that you're massively attracted to or you've got great chemistry with, then yes, the thoughts alone can get you wet and even trigger off some panty action. But I think it's fair to say, for the most part, having foreplay, you know, the kissing and the touching and the, that sets off those vaginal juices, which are crucial for comfortable and, of course, satisfying penetration, if that's what you're after, of course. Not everybody's end goal is penis and vag penetration or penetration of any sort. Even without the penetration, the foreplay is wondrous. In fact, for many women, foreplay can take you to where you need to be. Like, foreplay alone is all that's necessary. To be honest, I kind of think we should move away from this whole idea of foreplay being before. Even though the clue is in the name, like, foreplay. I think it would be better suited to call it play. Because in all honesty, what we call foreplay is, for many, the best part of sex. Foreplay can 100% lead to orgasm all by itself and at the very least it ups the orgasm odds by a billion. Also taking into account that not every sexual encounter involving quote-unquote foreplay leads to intercourse, it's kind of a given that we need to move away from this idea that sex is, is a linear experience that starts with foreplay and ends with intercourse. Really really quick side note, speaking of intercourse, have you ever heard of outer course? In a nutshell, outer course is a term that was coined in the 80s that encompasses sexual activity in its entirety, but without the penis in vag part. So for some, it can be everything but intercourse. Whilst for others, it means everything but penetration in any form. So for some, it's like, okay, as long as it's, it can be everything but like having a penis inserted into, into a vagina, but for others, it can mean everything sexual apart from penetration of any sort, and that's in any form, that's with a finger, with a sex toy, or with a penis. So everything outside of penetration of any form, that's how some people class outer course. So that's like massages, you know, touching, licking, all of that, everything you can imagine, but minus the penetration. Outer course is a term that's almost putting the word foreplay in the shade because it's a friendly, it's like a more friendly way of describing sex outside outside of penetration. And also it doesn't allude to the fact that it's the lead up before sex. Foreplay definitely implies that this is what's happening before, as I said earlier. As we know, sex has no rules and it's quite normal to engage in sexual activity without the penetration, whether in a heterosexual setup or not. So if foreplay is all about enjoyment and building excitement, it makes sense we're clear on how, right? Of course, I'm not here to be telling people how to have sex and for what it's worth, everyone has their likes and dislikes so it's definitely not a one rule fits all. However, there are a few things that are definitely worth noting. Even if it's just a, yep, I noted that kind of situation, it'd be good to know anyway. For women, this idea that women need foreplay in order to prep for sex is actually more than just a made-up presumption. When a woman becomes aroused, the internal muscles actually pull the uterus up a bit. So the uterus is moving when the woman becomes aroused. This makes more room in the vagina, which would allow for whatever's going to be inserted if there's going to be penetration of some form. This process is called vaginal tenting, as in tent, camping, yeah, vaginal tenting. At this point, I want to mention the thighs. Yep, the thighs are an erogenous zone indeed. One of the most powerful nerves in the body is at the top of the inner thigh. Because 
that nerve is incredibly sensitive. Touching it during foreplay or outer play indirectly stimulates the genitals. So yeah, thigh touching, thigh kissing, thigh stroking, uh, yes please. What about intellectual foreplay? Intellectual foreplay is essentially taking the time to discover a partner on an intellectual, emotional, spiritual and often physical level. Personally, I like that shit. If you can connect with someone intellectually, like you can have a great conversation with them, that's a turn on. Emotionally, likewise. If you're spiritually entwined, again, that's a bonus. And physically, well, I feel like physically is just standard. Like we kind of move with physicality anyway. You know, we kind of, that's where we start. We are normally physically attracted to someone first. And then we discover if, well, if we're on that intellectual level, that spiritual level, you know, that emotional level and every other level there is. But initially it's the physical. So yeah, intellectual foreplay, I think is a great one because then your mind can be stimulated before your genitals. Imagine, like if you can fuck my mind, then imagine what you can do to the other parts. It's like that. There's so many ways to engage in foreplay or outer play. And as a woman, I kind of feel it's my duty to educate the man them. I'm joking. But I am going to give you just two pointers though, because I'm nice like that. In fact, these rules kind of apply to everyone, so it's not just for the man then. I mentioned erogenous zones just now. Familiarise yourself with these, as these erogenous zones, aka E-zones, are special areas on the body that can be sexually stimulated. Now, some of the best E-zones are the thighs, of course, we just mentioned the thighs, the back of the knees, that's another one, little light kisses, a little bit of touching, a bit of massaging behind the knees, that's a good look, the nape of the neck, huh. I feel like the nape of the neck or the neck in general is an area that most people are au okay with. The nipples, again, a very popular one. The ears, again, another very popular one. But these are all E-zones. And if you stimulate them, it's a fast track to arousal, isn't it? Like, you can't really go wrong. I would say dirty talk. Again, mentioned this just briefly earlier on. But dirty talk, engage in it. Try not to make it pervy, though, because that's not where we're trying to go with this whole thing. But instead, just kind of think about the things you you could communicate you know but in a in a naughty way i am an absolute advocate for expressing yourself and i feel like dirty talk is a great way of doing so but only if you're comfortable of course i think there's a lot of people that want to do stuff want to try stuff but maybe don't know how to or where to don't want to even try because they feel they may be the subject of ridicule i think sex and sexual situations if you're going to be in a situation like a sexual situation it should be one where you kind of have some level of understanding that that person's not going to ridicule you if you say something i mean like sex is not always serious do you know what i mean it's like you can fuck up in sex like you can do something stupid and just laugh and cackle about it and then carry on it should be like that it shouldn't be oh my god if i say something stupid that's it everything pull up get out we're done no like that's not life. So if you are someone that wants to try these things like the dirty talk and you're not sure how to because you feel like you're going to feel silly, find you someone that will embrace that. Or indeed, if you're someone that feels like your partner might be trying to go down that road but is unsure, reassure them. Like, talk to them dirty first. Say something nasty to them. Encourage them to say something nasty back. It's an exchange. Like, foreplay is an exchange. It's a very, very sexy exchange. Take it on all different levels. Don't just keep it as, yeah, I'm going to touch you. I'm going to finger blast you. I'm going to jerk you off. I'm going to kiss you. I'm going to lips you. I'm going to go down on you. And that's it. No, come on. Make it enjoyable. Make it fun. Make it exciting. Mix it up. As I said, anything that you do do, make sure you're comfortable. Comfortability is key. I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. Only ever do stuff that you're completely comfortable with. That's standard. So I guess my final word on this has to be, regardless of the kind of foreplay or outer play you're engaging in, mindset is everything. 
if your mind ain't in it, he or she or whatever downstairs ain't going to be in it either. Everything has to work together. Everything has to click. Everything has to connect mind, body and soul. That sounds so corny, but it's true. Like you ever had sex or you ever tried to have sex and your mind ain't in it? It's just a straight bang. And I mean, yeah, all right, fine. If that's what you're after, then fine. But you know, if you want something on a deeper level or you're trying to get some place for want of a better expression, then it needs to connect on all the different levels to have mind blowing out of this world sex. That's what I would say. So here's to amazing sex and all the satisfaction however you choose to enjoy it's been a short but sweet episode this week i feel like sometimes keeping it short is good (laughs) and that's and that's across the board even short sex sessions are good so yeah you know short podcast episodes that's also fine if this is your first time listening please feel free to check out my previous episodes you might enjoy them also subscribe on apple podcasts spotify and acast so you don't miss an episode it's a weekly thing so until next week stay safe i hope you've enjoyed this episode of hit the clock i am cheryl and you can find me on instagram and twitter at cheryl's world that's s-h-e-r-r-y-l-s world on instagram and twitter i would love to know how you felt about this episode please hit me up via the socials or tweet me using the hashtag h-t-c-pod also if you just want to shout me and say hi that's also cool too